the Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot from the Star Wars action figures collection, each sold separately. I'm Jawa. Want to buy a droid? Show me what you got. It's R5-D4 and the power droid. No. And here's Greedo, Han Solo, and Walrus Man. You've had it now, Solo. Yeah. Greedo, it's Ben Kenobi and his lightsaber. We're in trouble. Let's get out of here. Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot, R5-D4, Greedo, and other action figures sold separately from Kenner. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Because you're weak and deep covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 257 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Rod Dolchahi, and my co-pilots this evening, the young and the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Buarguayo. The man I call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les Gonzalez. What's up, Les? You're going to start calling me Poot Poot in a minute here. To just uh... <laughs> Les Putin Gonzalez. Just, mm, mm. Guys, we have a stomach flu bug going around. Who's weak, Yamasabi? Yeah. yeah, Boo's the only one in this household. And since Les and I went to Vegas on a on a whim, literally on a whim the other day. With the whim? Not with the whim. Oh. But Fuck on a you whim. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was saying. Because you didn't invite him. Yeah. yeah. That's right. No, we decided to do a shotgun trip to Vegas because Vegas is all open now. And we, we went with my father-in-law, Boo's dad, and you guys got a shotgun. <laughs> he got really ill. We thought it was food poisoning, but then last night. I got severely, violently ill. Like, I've never thrown up like that in my life. I threw up maybe eight or nine times. And at one point, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, this might be it. This is this might be it. This is, I felt like I was throwing up my kidneys. And that's not, that's not a good thing. Lorena got it. Malik just got it. And so we're hoping that Boo doesn't get it. I, bet, I better not. You're going to look great for Hawaii, though. Yeah, we're heading to Hawaii next week. And I had to do a COVID test today, and I was like, and it was a spit test. And I was thinking, like, they're going to say you don't have COVID, but all, all kinds of things are fucked with you. So that's where I'm at. 20-something miles away, I was going through the same things that my extended family were going right. through. Right, so. exactly. We're, we're, we're yeah. thrown up at the same time. And if you watch our reaction video, you, <laughs> you didn't notice that I was sweating and I was drinking Pedialyte. There needs to be a breakdown of that. But like, at this exact moment, at this timestamp, oh, yeah, yeah. he's thinking about... I make crap oh, myself. I, I paused yeah. it four times, so you can't tell that on the when you watch it. But yeah, it was a so. Would it be called into the shitty verse? Mm. Yeah, into the shits verse. Into the, the down down the <laughs> down the poop shoot. down the whirlpool. Is that <laughs> oh no awful? Hopefully <sighs> nobody's eating while listening to us. No, nobody listens to us. <laughs> that that's that's key. That's key. They have to listen in the first place. Our man, Eric, will not be with us tonight. He had a really important trivia night, Parks and Rec trivia night. So he's not going to join us tonight. <laughs> he better fucking win. Yeah. Expecting a podium finish at the very least. Mm-hmm. Right. Strothers. Exactly. But King Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? You know, usually I wish I was hanging out with you guys, but uh, tonight I have never been more happy to be like 3,000 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, man. Yeah, hopefully we don't give it to you through the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Coming back again, I'm not even going to call him a guest because he's just a, he's a reoccurring. A correspondent. Just a correspondent. There he is. There he is. Randy Lee. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Randy, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. Feeling pretty good. Better than us. Feeling great. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to try to fight through this because I still am sweaty. Uh, Randy said earlier, you have a shiny forehead. Les has a shiny forehead. That means he's sweating. Oh, yeah. I was talking to Les. I wasn't talking oh, to talking. That's who he was talking. Yeah, because this light ring that I got going on here is just, okay. he's either working miracles or just accenting the, the beads of sweat, the, the, the sheen, yeah. the, the right. sheen that I got going on here. Man. Mm, the Charlie Sheen on your forehead. I kind of feel like Charlie Sheen probably right now. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, guys, so what we're going to do, we're going to have an episode, obviously, the one you're listening to right now. Next week, we're not having an official episode because Boo and I are going to be gone to Hawaii, and I'm just, we're going to give everybody else a break from not having to come on and record. But we will put AKA out. without us, there's nothing. <laughs> Absolutely not. Without <laughs> us, it's probably a better show, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> because then, we'll, then, and then, we're, and then they're like, you know, just stay in Hawaii. Don't come back. Exactly. It'll be it's like, oh, it's so much better without you two. <laughs> But what I we will do is put out a bonus episode. It won't be an, it won't have a number on it. It'll be like a, a mini episode. So we will put something out. Um, it'll be boo centric, I think. Uh, boo is going to do his boo bits and his Nabu and and uh, all kinds of different stuff. So don't just, tell him about the Nabu, then they won't listen. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, scratch that. But how's uh? So Randy, you're doing great. King Tom, you're doing okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No complaints. Okay, great. Les is dying. I can tell. Boo, you getting ready for you getting excited for Hawaii? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. After your guys' little little fiasco in this house, you guys made me a little nervous. I was like, you're, you're, "What's going to happen to me?" But yeah, no, I, yeah. I am excited. I got I got my test today, so yeah. So I yeah, hopefully we don't have COVID. I, I better not. not. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, I'm better not. All right, let's jump into this, man. Let's jump into the box office because I saw the number one movie in America, which I never, I didn't think I was going to go see because we talked shit on it last week. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Fast nine, F nine or F U, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh shit. I yeah, I went because um the movie theater that we have here is brand new and it's a beautiful brand new movie theater and it's a dine in and I wanted to check it out. And mm-hmm. Lorraine and I decided, hey, let's just go check out the movie theater. So we saw Fast Nine. Boo, you saw Fast Nine. I did. No one else I would imagine saw Fast Nine um that's in this podcast. I was right, Randy, you didn't see it? Oh no, I fucking lived it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'll give you my quick take. There was about four or five times in the movie where I started laughing out loud and it wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> and and it, the guy next to me did the same thing a couple times. Um, even for fa- even for this franchise, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, just ridiculous. Right. And the dialogue is just awful. Vin Diesel is just, <sighs> he's just Vin Diesel, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, oh, the less leave us. Oh, the less less probably had to go take a shit. Oh. Why do you keep his audio on though? I don't want to hear. <laughs> he wants to hear us as he goes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. That makes sense. That makes Oof. sense. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But let me break down the uh, box office totals. They were very happy because it made seventy million dollars. It was number one. Uh, the summer blockbuster is back, and that sounds seventy million. Wow. Seventy minutes. Yeah. Hollywood is letting out a collective breath. This is from uh, boxofficemojo.com, by the way. After more than a year of delays, Universal's latest entry in the money-minting Fast and Furious cycle, F9, the Fast Saga, burned rubber out the gate. Wow, it's a lot of puns in here. With a massive $70 million domestic debut. The opening not only let all, left all previous pandemic-era box office records in the dust, but also marked the biggest North American total since... Do you guys want to guess? Shit. Rise of Skywalker? That's right, King Tom. The Rise of Skywalker. This is the biggest movie since The Rise of Skywalker. Biggest opening. The last time we laughed when we weren't supposed to. Oh. (laughs) Waka waka. That that was true. You were right next to me, Randy. That is true. There was a couple moments there. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. But we won't get into that right now. So F9, I will give it an FU. I didn't like it. Um, The action sequences were crazy like they always are. But it's just getting so ridiculous and so unbearable to sit there and listen to Vin Diesel recite one sentence in about 15 minutes. And it also sucks when all he says is, I am Groot. Yeah, I wish <laughs> that's all you would say. What'd you think, Boo? I know you saw it. Yeah, no, I saw it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't like it either. Amazingly, I didn't like it. Um, and this is for from someone that loves this franchise. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, because it's, it's literally the ultimate version of just the popcorn munching movie. You just sit down, have a good time for two and a half hours and you're done. You know, you don't really think about it or anything like that after that fact. 
yeah, this is yeah, it it is getting even even for me, it is too ridiculous. And then also the cast, nothing wrong with the cast. They did a good job. Everybody's fine. They just didn't cut it. They didn't cut the mustard with this one. No, I didn't. I didn't think there was enough. You know, it, it had. You know, it was uh, minus the rock. Uh, Statham wasn't in it. You know, of course, sadly, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't in it. But everybody else that was in the last one kind of helped perk it up. You know, you had Luke Evans. You know, you had more of uh, Helen Mirren and things like that. It had more to it, and it's just like this. This cast, I was like, I. No offense to them. I was like, you guys just aren't cutting it. Mm-hmm. This isn't enough from you guys. Uh, so yeah, no, it it doesn't it it doesn't bode well. It doesn't look good. The movie was fine. You know, the story kind of sucked. <laughs> the one thing that I did get out of it is that I compared Vin Diesel to Captain America hmm. in how annoying he is when he sticks to his his morals and his his compass and all that because like captain america he's the ultimate boy scout at all times all that's times that's true and then vin diesel is the ultimate family man at all times it's, about family. Yeah. it's all about family for him you know, you know before people were like oh it's just a joke no dominic toretto mm-hmm. family above all else <laughs> and you kind of have to respect it but yeah it's just and it's and i think they centered it more on vin diesel because they kind of have to, but also to appease him. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they know that the Rock could disappear at any time. Jason Statham can go at any time because you know they can do their own shit. They have their own franchise. They have their own stuff. Right. Vin Diesel. They know they got to keep him there because if he's gone, it's all gone. Yeah. Well, so how I, many more are they making? Just one more. Yeah. Vin Diesel wants to make a fucking musical. Tyrese Gibson wants to have a crossover <laughs> with. Uh, uh, Transform world. Yeah. No, he wants Transformers. More than oh, he me. wants Transformers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I knew he wanted a crossover or something. So shit, why not? Let's who, who the fuck knows? Sure. Whatever, what other other, uh, whatever other Universal properties there are, who knows? And Annabelle one, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that could be next. So yeah, yeah. It just wasn't great. Man. No, no. So yeah. So I, I don't, re- I don't recommend it either. Oof. Two, two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Wow. Well, other than that, did anybody else watch anything at all, TV wise or movie wise? Or cool. Actually, you know what? I, I started watching uh, new episodes of Superman and Lois, and if oh, cool. you guys are not watching it, you probably should. I heard it's, it's great, actually a man. really, really good show. I know some people are more Marvel because they just are consistent with what they do, but at the very least, this first season is pretty solid, uh, and we're getting characters introduced into. That that we were getting a we got a character dropped in this last few uh, story arcs that if they do it this way they're doing it exactly the way they should do it so take a does, look if you have a chance do we know if Wim watches this thing I'm sure he does Wim I know you sent a voicemail last week and I said we're gonna listen to it this week but Eric has that voicemail so sure he does he does <laughs> but we'll get to it Wim I think it's time for King Tom to give us some Star Wars so Kylo. Let's hear that intro for King Tom. It's time for a Star Wars report. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, Kylo. Um, first up, le- last week we talked about Leslie Hedlund. She's uh, going to be the showrunner of The Acolyte coming sometime in the future to Disney+. Plus. Um, she gave some comments, I think, to the AV Club last week. Uh, now that she had an interview with The Wrap that came out, I believe Monday and uh, in it, she shared what drew her to the time period um, of the acolyte, the, the final days of the high Republic era. And her response was interesting. She told the rap. What I can say is the reason it did appeal to me personally is that I was 18 when the Phantom Menace came out and I was a very big star Wars fan oh. at that, at that particular time, right after the re-releases and the fact that I was in high school, it just kind of all coincided at a time when I was discovering who I was sexually, who I was discovering who I was artistically. It was kind of realizing what I wanted to do with my life. And then this big, huge movie event, cultural event, cultural event happened that was The Phantom Menace. Um, and she keeps going. I know there were varying reactions to it. And certainly there were a lot of people that had grown up with the original trilogy who were disappointed by it. But I was actually very intrigued by what by why George Lucas had started us at this particular point. I kind of wondered what happened to lead up to this. That's kind of where my Star Wars fan brain went, was like, how did we get here, and why are the Jedi like this? 
when they are in power, why are they acting this way? And how is it that they're not having the reaction you would think they would to Anakin's presence and what Qui-Gon Jinn is saying about how passionately he feels about training him and bringing him into the fold. And then ah. she, she finishes by saying it's like even the discovery of Darth Maul is met by like this hmm, interesting kind of feeling. So I think just for me, my brain has always buzzed around that idea and wondered what's going on here or what has been going on here. That's interesting. Well done. Yeah. So I think when Disney first unleashed the idea of the High Republic, they said, yeah, it's going to be set a few hundred years and it's going to be a very different kind of Jedi. And we're going to see why they're like what they are like in the Phantom Menace. So do you guys, what do you, what do you think of the show now that we know, or the idea of the show now that we know this? Given that, that those are things you just kind of assume with the uh, prequel trilogy, you just kind of take it face value and mm-hmm. probably take for granted. So hearing her perspective on things and wanting to question those things and finding the angle to approach that is very awesome to hear. Yeah. Like, yeah. The potential to I, I think I'm just more surprised at something that you literally just kind of do take at face value. You're like, ah, yeah, it's weird. But to take it to uh, approach right. it from a story angle and say, no, we're gonna, we're going to hash this one out. That that's cool. That is really, really cool. Like that. that is really cool. I I love the fact that she's so passionate about it. You know, and yeah. and that's what we need. That's what we need. And I also love the fact that I think last week we talked about she's bringing a writer that's never seen or, or isn't into Star Wars, which is mm-hmm. going to be awesome. I love that. I love to right. get a fresh perspective on on a new Star Wars story. I think when the Phantom Menace came out, a lot of us who had been Star Wars fans were surprised that the Jedi were the way they were because we, from the depictions in the original trilogy and even some of the EU stuff at the time, we expected them to be, you know, ass kicking warrior monks. Yeah. And very proactive. Right. Very proactive. (laughs) And that wasn't what we got. So, and in the high Republic stuff we've gotten so far, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, they are very different. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're a lot closer to what I think a lot of us thought they were. They would be like they use the force in different ways, and it's going to be interesting to see how they got from one place to another. And they're very proactive in that, in light of the Jedi, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, very proactive. But speaking of the High Republic, um, two new books were released this week: uh, Race, "Race to Crash Point Tower" by. Uh, D- Daniel Jose Older and The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Race Crash Point Tower is more of one of those youth books, but Rising Storm is um, the next novel uh, that it, you know the the mainline novel, and and I'm about three quarters of the way through it, and oh. it is very good. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, it pay, it pays off on a lot of stuff from the the first novel into the what is it into the Light of the, the Jedi. Light of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. I love that one. That was really good. Yeah. And it's cool that we're going to see. So so we're going to see some type of High Republic stuff in, in um, Leslie Headland's thing, right? Yeah, they've been kind of – they've said it would be a mystery and that it would be about the dark side. And I don't know if it's conjecture or if it's been said officially, but I think it's going to kind of be about – the lineage of the Sith around this time or near the end of the high Republic end of the high Republic. Okay. Right. And they've, they haven't set because I think the idea is the high Republic doesn't just take place over a year. It takes place over a very expanded period of time. Right. So that would sum up the end of all of this. Uh Aha. Got it. Yeah. Um, We're going to find out um, more about, the, the future of the High Republic, they've said it's going to take place in three phases. Um, we're going to get more information next month at San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. That came out this week. Uh, but as far as the next Star Wars movie we're getting, um, P- uh, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, we found out it had a writer. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Robinson, he wrote Love and Monsters, and he also worked on Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Uh, yeah. Anyone here see Love and Monsters? Was it any good? I have not seen it. I'm not, but I have seen Dora. Just kidding. I haven't seen Dora. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I said the yeah. trailers looked, I mean, like an all right kids movie. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a little cool adventure movie. Love and Monsters was critically acclaimed, though, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think I think uh, it was. You may be confusing it with Love and Death and Robots. I don't know what that is, but that sounds like something that would be critically good. acclaimed. That shit's good. Is it? Yeah, Love, Death, and Robots is that thing's fucking probably mean. the one, yeah, that you're maybe who's, it, well, who's in that one? It's just a bunch of shorts. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, just a it's just uh it's, it's like a Netflix. Oh yeah, it's like a collaborative collaboration live magazine kind of thing. Oh and each tale yeah. is yeah, if you guys are into the like the sci-fi thing and like tech and robots and all that That's awesome stuff. I know and, it's on my list. Yeah. And CGI like fucking money. And there's a second season, so if you want to binge through it, you can knock it out in like maybe maybe three hours. It's no circle though. No, but it's still <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, this writer did not work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. We're still talking about that. Yeah, we're still talking about that. <laughs> but it's cool. So that's the next movie that's coming out. Rogue Squad. Right. Right. And I think it's what? End of 2023. So oh. we might have the Acolyte before then. Maybe. Yeah. Around the yeah. same time. Yeah, maybe. If it's supposed to start. Because I think that they're also saying the Acolyte's supposed to start, sh- start shooting next year. Early next year. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So cool. who knows um, the big star Wars news that was on the uh, internet this week. Um, Lego announced a bunch of new toys coming out soon, some sets. And one of those sets is Boba Fett starship, which had a bunch of people. Yeah. Idiots fucking morons complaining that oh, it's, it's supposed to be called slave one. Disney sucks. Kathleen Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People are complaining because, and, and it, the name is never said in any of the movies or no. I don't think it's said in the Mandalorian. It might be used in some books and comics. Uh, and it's been on, you know, it's been on toys since ni- 1980, but yeah, do we, if they want to rename it, no matter what it's been named, that's fine. That's their it, it, it says something about people that they want to hold on, air quotes, to traditional things, and they don't want to change, or they're they're afraid of agendas. But isn't that an agenda? What to hold on to the to old- slave one? Like, what am I really going to go take my nephew who's mixed? To go pick up the Boba Fett ship and be like, "Oh, hey, here's Slave One for you, little guy. We're we're light skinned black kids, so it doesn't matter, you know. Let's here here. I bought Slave One and handed it to my brother who's who's black. He's gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing, Les? <laughs> Don't buy my kid this stupid shit, dude. Right. Like he's gonna throw it away just for that fact that right. that name is on the box. And what is it gonna say on that box? Ages five and up. <laughs> you know, like it says ages five and up, and it's like Slave One and all accessories." You're like, really, dude? Just shut the hell up. Just stop. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of idiots upset, but, you know. Yeah. These are the same idiots that uh, freaked out over Leia's slave. Changing Leia it to Hut Slayer, right? Yeah, the yeah Slayer. which is a much, much cooler name. Than, it is. Hut Slayer is yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, I think I think many of them are. I'm still <laughs> calling it Slave 1. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I've never, like, thought, like, in context, I can understand if you're younger and there's no context to you. But as a kid, right. like so much of Star Wars is tied to buying the toys. Mm-hmm. I never like played with that toy. I'm like, oh, dude, Boba Fett's so cool. And I love racism. Like it was a toy <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. Like I contextually speaking, I don't right. I can understand how someone else will see it that way. But you have to see things in context. So if people want to change it, fine, change it. But yeah. as far as contextually speaking, I consider slave one. Yeah, I, well, I, that's, that's a decent point because when I, I never thought of it that way when I was a kid as, as well, the na- name wise. I, I, yeah. ne- I also never thought of uh, Slave Leia as that also. But, you know, now as I'm older, I go, okay, Slave Leia, I totally, it makes well, sense. Well, there's something different, I think, about object- objectifying a woman versus an inanimate object. Right, 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 right. Absolutely, but so why, ultimately, why, why is the ship called Slave One? But anyways, I that's, have no that's, idea. Yeah, that's, wasn't yeah. I think it was named maybe by Kenner? Was it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. What do you? Think I mean, was? but you're not you're not leading a campaign to no. you know shatter things and be like this is what it should be. Damn it, you know it's that's one. Oh thing no, no, I, I, I'm not. 
I'm not yeah. picketing for the people who are doing that. I, I'm, <laughs> right. yeah. it's, I'm it's, speaking it's one for like thing. national. <laughs> what if it's an element of the Book of Boba Fett? Either, Either the reveal or a new name or him naming his ship. Like at the end of the day, like it, it goes on like we have to accept the fact in a few generations, the Star Wars that we all talk about right now is not going to be recognizable to us. Right. It's yeah. going to be owned by another generation. We've already reached that point to a certain extent. So you can have like your relationship with it, but you have to accept the fact that other people are going to carry it on and bring their own, uh, for lack of a word, their own like uh, relationships with it based on the society they grow in. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, it'll probably get blown up anyway during the season, so we won't have it just like the Razor Crest got destroyed. Oh, so <laughs> too soon. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Damn, Razor Crest. You just brought me back to that. Yeah, it'll probably just get obliterated like in episode three. So whatever it is, if it's Slave One or the Boba Starship or Starfighter, it's still a badass ship. Yeah, it's it's, it's really, bad. really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. So uh, we got an episode of The Bad Batch last week what do you guys think about it it was pretty good it was uh it was sad to see omega in dire straits you know it was sad to see her you know like feeling the, the, the her heartbeat you know what i mean like she was just like what's going on here why do they want me why are they sending people i mean she witnessed a full-blown blaster battle you know between two bounty hunters that she's probably never seen in her life she had probably no idea her innocence is being just wrecked left, right, and center. And for me, that that hurt. I mean, it tugged at me the most for her to just be like, what the hell's going on here? But we did get some questions answered, and that was cool in general, just to get that. We did. We did get some questions answered. And we found out that Boba Fett had a, had a sister, pretty much. Pretty, yeah. Pretty cool. And I, I do believe that we'll see Boba Fett in this thing. Absolutely. It was a cool episode. It was cool to see Cad Bane again. I'm never going to mm-hmm. complain when Cad Bane is on screen. And Fennec really held her own, which was really cool. And she's not just, you know, beating up on some regular bounty hunter. This is Cad Bane, for right. God's sake. So, well done, Fennec. Well done. And I thought it, I thought it was a really good episode. I didn't think it was one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was cool. It was good. Yeah, I like that, you know, there. while there are some things that we're waiting a while to – to learn they're not leaving every they're not leaving us hanging on everything where we found out about omega's who she's a clone of and yeah she was abducted but they rescued her it's not like they dragged that out all season right exactly exactly Mm -hmm. right and randy you still you're gonna wait until you watch the whole thing correct oh yeah all together i think you're gonna like it randy i hope yeah you're gonna be pleasantly surprised with this one so if, uh, I'm getting the impression everyone seems excited as the uh, weeks go by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, okay. Okay. It was good. It was on my couch. You'll like it, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I got up from that couch. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just sitting <laughs> I've been living couch. in this couch. Too. It's got a nice new pillow. I know, right? It's a comfy pillow. And Very I just colorful. Noticed, I was like, mm. Very colorful. Yes. What'd you think, King Tom? Yeah, I I liked it. I would. I don't know if it was the best, but it was definitely up up there because of the reveals, the fights, and the 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 closure of the whole Omega's been abducted. Yeah, arc. and we know who <laughs> even hired, though arc. Yeah, yeah, that hunters. too, that too, and why? So, do you think um, you think we're going to see Boba Fett at any point? I think it's likely. Although at this point, he'd still be youngster yeah yeah i mean he'd be omega's age as long as they don't do like a luke and leia type thing with him oh no that would not be good yeah (laughs) kiss yeah yeah you know without realizing their brother and sister Mm -hmm. right yeah well it's very interesting and i I think uh omega is becoming a a fan favorite if not already people Mm -hmm. seem to love her man yeah. She's so cool. Yeah. Um, one last bit of kind of Star Wars news. Um, Cad Bane's droid Toto in the Bad Batch is once again voiced by Seth Green. Uh, oh. Entertainment, yeah. Entertainment Weekly caught up with Green and asked him about the other Star Wars project he was working on, Detours. Um, 
and just asking him the, the status of that, he said there are 39 episodes that were finished, but they were finished almost 10 years ago. So there would have to be a bit of reconfiguring to make it something Disney Plus would have released as a Lucasfilm offering. And the way it's been explained to me is that there hasn't been enough interest high enough up to go through with what it would take to put it out. So it doesn't sound like it's happening. But at the same time, he sounds pretty cool about it all. He said, I don't really have an emotional position because I got to spend four straight years making something with George Lucas, my partner and I and all the people that got to work on it. uh, We all got to make something Star Wars with the guy who created it. So I know over those four years that he was having fun, and that's really all I care about. I got a bright, priceless experience with my, one of my truest heroes and got to see him laugh and enjoy all the things that he had created in a time before he agreed to sell them to something, somebody else. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool... Yes, you know, really. if, if, there's, if there's a major project that's been shelved, that's a pretty cool way of responding to it. Yeah, that is a really cool way. And four years. I didn't know it was that, yeah. that long. Yeah, I didn't either. That's crazy. Although I'm one, you know, I like Star Wars, Star Wars robot chickens. I'm fine with that being the <laughs> the, the parody instead of the detours. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah, I, I like those too. Well, King Tom, thank you, buddy. Thank you for filling in for our man. Oh, sure, sure. And come back, Eric. Please come back, Eric. I, I hope you're winning. <laughs> I hope you're winning your Parks and Rec trivia. I got money on it, so you better. The answer is purred happily. Purred happily. I haven't finished it. You should. I know I should. For, for it, it has a great final episode. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely love the show. I don't know why I stopped watching. I think because it went on it went to Peacock. I think that'll do it, guys. Peacock we have an email from Lumberjack Nick. Hey y'all. So I'm not sure if you've heard, but one of my favorite humans ever announced that he has cancer. Mark Hoppus of Blink 182 has been undergoing chemotherapy and still has a ways to go from the sound of it. I've been listening to Blink's new album, Nine, I think it's called Nine, pretty much nonstop since he made the, uh, the, he made the announced last week. Anyways, don't want to bring the podcast down, so let me ask y'all history with the greatest band of all time, Blink-182. Lumberjack Nick, P.S. Thoughts, Hugs, and Prayers go out to Mark and his family and friends. You know what? Let me tell you. I, oh, here I, we go. I am not. <laughs> He's I'm fucking not, hung out with them. And no, 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 no. I have not. I have not. I've only seen. Scalp tickets. No, I've only seen Blink twice. <laughs> um, and one time they got booed off stage and that wasn't their fault. And I felt really bad. There was a, there was a show that K-Rock, the big radio station down here put the together. Weenie Roast? No, it wasn't the Weenie Roast. It was called, it, it was called 40 Years of Punk Rock or something. Oh, and they brought right. every band out. That was TSOL, like old school punk rockers, Bad Religion. Yeah. yeah. Who would you say, Randy? Had to be Social D. Social D was not there. They were really? Unwritten Law. No. Unwritten, unwritten Law was, was there, yeah, right? all these like, yeah. you know, punk bands. Around. But Blink was on and it just didn't go over well because Blink is like a poppy punk band, right? So like bubblegum pop punk is what they call mm. it. <laughs> they, so they, they got didn't go well. It was a bad setting. So it sucks. But I, I will say, I, I don't dislike blink at all i like them they're they're great at what they do and um it's really sucks for mark hoppus yeah i, I saw that announcement and hope i uh, hope he gets better hope he beats this thing it's really unfortunate well yeah it sucks man. yeah well for me i ended up uh my job at the time i don't work there anymore but my job at the time asked me to move to san diego to run a part of the program that we had that we were doing up here and they're from san diego so uh a lot of the friends that I was starting to make, they were all about them. They were like, these guys are local guys done good. Uh, they played their, their uh, stuff before they went mainstream. And it, mm-hmm. it was, you know, they're just goofballs. Like they just like having fun. They're just kids messing around at the time. But it was cool because when they mention a Mexican food restaurant, a taco shop called Sombreros in one of their songs, I'm like, I got to try it. I hear it in the songs. I got to try it. And it mm-hmm. was dog shit. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. All my San Diego people out there, I'm just telling you right now, Sombrero's fucking sucks. Oh. It sucks then. It probably sucks now. If you're real G, you go to Cotijas in San Diego. You go to Cotijas and that's that. Are they paying us for this plug or what? No, <laughs> but I'm just saying, anybody out there, please tell me if it's worth its salt. Sombrero's just, and it blew up because when you hear it in the song, right. everybody's like all of a sudden lines around the block. And I'm like, this is the absolute worst kind of song I've ever had in my life. This is the worst. But other than that, that's that was my little connection. 
Take your pants off a jacket. It was it was a good album. <laughs> I love that album. I Blink's cool, man. I, uh, anytime they play a festival or one of these like weenie roasts yeah. or one of these acoustic Christmases down here, uh, yeah. they always they always uh, bring the house down. They got they got some it, bangers. Not only that, I think they spun off like four or five bands where they just all split yeah, and did different mm-hmm. projects together. Right. Right. So they have some other stuff, you know, uh, Angels and Airwaves, Boxcar Racer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where they just did other concepts and stuff like that. And you got to give them credit for, you know, striking while it's hot. And, you know, let's hope he gets well, man. Like, yeah, let's hope he gets well. Cancer is not the easiest thing to fight. And so, Absolutely not. You know, Absolutely when you get diagnosed with that, it's one of the biggest gut punches that you'll ever get in your life, you know. Randy, what's your experience with Blink? Living in Southern uh, California, Blink was huge down here. Yeah, they were really big over here. Um, I bought that one album with the porn star on it. Yeah. And that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. yeah it wasn't really was... my thing, but it sucks that the dude's got fucking cancer. Yeah, Blink wasn't like I was listening to Bad Religion during that whole run. So going from Bad Religion to Blink, it was it was tough. It was tough for me. But I still respect the hell out of them. Yeah. And in my mind, the offspring is better. Offspring uh, is better, yeah. <laughs> Offspring's better than Blink. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I just. I don't even. I don't even uh, put them in the same category, really. Yeah, because Orange County Punk was blowing up, and then Blink caught that wave. Right. And their San Diego, they pushed from San Diego up. So. Right. Orange County had a good run around that time. We yeah, we sure did. Yeah, they did well. Right, because Social D's from Orange County, right? Social D is from Orange County. Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Okay. I think you have like twelve awesome ska bands. That's like yeah. Redundant. MXPX is one of them. <laughs> Contradictory statement. MXPX. <laughs> MXPX. Those they're yeah. one of them. No, don't don't oh, give it. Yeah, man. I may be black and hood, but I got my I got my little third. You're chord always bass. surprising me, dude. I'm like, dude, is this guy really black? I don't know. Yeah, dude. I got my three chord bass <laughs> bass lines that I like, man. Yeah, on, dude, man. you know all this three chord rock, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, MXPX reference here. Yeah, man. Christ. All right. Well, thank you, Lumberjack Nick. Appreciate that, man. And yes, absolutely. Thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. We got an email from Kyle. Hey, Sith Listers. If you guys are fans of The Sopranos, it looks like mm-hmm. they released a trailer for the David Chase Helm Tony Soprano, Soprano origin story. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the trailer, The Many Saints of Newark. Well, let's watch it. Yeah, let's do there that. We go. When I was a kid. Guys like me were brought up to follow codes. Hey, jerk off. What'd you say? What? And Gandalfini's son plays Antonio Gandalfini. Soprano. No. Yeah, it's his son. Wow. Gandalfini's son playing Tony Soprano. For a moment, Mr. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D-plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us. He's a leader. (laughs) Ankle dick. Growing up with the family... ...takes a toll. Maybe an ambassador yeah, Soprano fan seeing this. This is You're pretty rad. I want to do whatever I can to help you. My gift to you. I want to go to college. I can't get called with shit like this. Look, you take the speakers, right? At the same time, you say to yourself, this is the last time I'm ever going to steal something. It's that simple. Let me go talk to him. He only listens no. to Dickie. That's Corrado. Yeah. <laughs> Dickie Malasani. Maybe some of the things you do aren't God's favorite. <laughs> it's Ray Liotta right there. We'll make the right decision. This kid's got what it takes. as your nephew goes I'm listening stay out of his life oh that bass line oh my god dude look at this small guy 
damn. Oh, damn. For you Soprano fans. Oh, that my That must goodness. be a big moment for you because that was – I just got goosebumps. That was rad. Damn. That was really cool. Awesome, dude. Yeah. That looks great. No, wonder, great no wonder Chris and Tony have such a bond because mm-hmm. Chris's dad brought him up. Right. Obviously. Yeah. It's fucking great. How great they got Gandalfini's son to portray him as a young – that is a great move, man. And you remember when we first talked about this years ago, that this wasn't supposed to be the storyline. The storyline for this was supposed to be uh, Tony Soprano's father and his rise. So they changed yes. this along the way. And I, and I like it. I like this because, um, God, he looks just like his dad, especially that stare down. Key question. Yes. So I have the wonderful opportunity to – uh, watch The Sopranos for the first time. Haven't started it yet. It's on the list. Oh, okay. Do I wait, watch this movie first? No. Or no. do I watch the show? No. And no. then then watch the movie. Watch the show. Okay. You watch the show. You fly headfirst into that yeah. show. And you'll and finish go, it quickly. Because and you will finish phenomenal. it quickly. Because yeah. it has just the right touch for you, boo. It has the <laughs> right touch of brains being splattered. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just conniving just awesome shit man and just gangster shit man yeah, like just really, gangster just, shit yeah just just gangster shit like legit stuff man it's just yeah heads being splattered that's it, that <laughs> sopranos in the wire are easily yeah. always going to be in my top five yeah in any list that i make the sopranos in the wire for sure and they contrast each other so beautifully yeah and the sopranos man they really put hbo on the map man yeah they really put hbo on the map it was, uh, and then the wire. I mean, from then on, they've just been putting out quality content. They went from before Sopranos? They went from Arliss. They went from Arliss to the Sopranos. Dude. Was Dream on HBO? <laughs> Dream on was Dream on, on HBO. Was HBO. So it was like yeah. Dream on Arliss. And then, Wait, like, what? there was the on. Gary Shandling show. There oh, was the Larry yeah. Sanders show. That was a good show. show. Then, oh, yeah, the Larry Sanders oh, yeah. show. And then Oz, when they dropped Oz, and like yeah. Oz was yeah. actually, that's was another good. one. I mean, you just got to get. Arliss. <laughs> it, yeah, Oz is definitely a great one too. To put Oz that just let them know they gotta go like they can go anywhere they want. And the Sopranos yeah. just was just a different thing then. Yeah, yeah. Sopranos is great. I can't wait but to watch it. Sex in the City was around the same time. Oh yeah. Well, not my type was... of thing, but you gotta give it its due. That gotta that's have true. a bunch of huge, huge, that was huge, huge yeah. for HBO. Well, no, yeah, and that's that's when HBO just said we have something here with Sunday night programming. Yeah. And and they almost didn't have it. If you think about it, this uh uh Winter and Chase went to NBC. To try to get them to play to to pick yeah. it up, yeah. And they're like, "This too, we can't do this on NBC. You can't yeah. have boobs and brains all over the place." So, <laughs> wow, I'm I'm pretty yeah. stoked. So, Kyle, yes, we're excited about this. Absolutely, thanks for that email, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other news before we get into it. It looks like Benedict Cumberbatch is heading to another. Not, I'm not gonna say franchise because hasn't been a franchise yet for for games. It has. Uh, he is going to, according to the Sun, Benedict Cumberbatch has joined the cast of the upcoming D- Dungeons and Dragons film. The gaming community is rejoicing. So after he's done with uh, the, uh, the his Marvel film, you know, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, he's going to go do Dungeons and Dragons. So there's just, that. Just don't be a wizard in that. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know what he's going to be in that. Just don't be a wizard. Be the villain. Be the villain, Benedict. Right. Mm-hmm. Loki. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we jump into Loki, I haven't seen the Shang Chi trailer, guys. You haven't? I, I've I've waited for this okay. podcast to watch it, so I want to watch it. Have you guys all seen it? I yeah. haven't seen it either. It came out like a week oh, ago. I haven't right? seen it either. Last yeah, it was what, last Thursday, I, I think. I okay. avoided it just because I wanted to watch it here with these fine oh. gentlemen. Have Have you heard who is Me in too. it? I have heard who's in it, but I just. Oh, yeah. right over my head so i don't care yeah I, this thing. I heard who was in it too i haven't seen anything else about it so let me when, when i saw it i was like i imagine there's a lot of people who don't understand the significance of that like when well when we see the trailer yeah let's rock throughout my life the 10 rings gave our family power if you want them to be yours one day you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, 
You are also your father. Oh. I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Glad I was right. You're just a criminal who murders people. Be careful how you speak to me, boy. I thought I could change my name. Start a new life. But I could oh, never. This looks really cool, man. Escape his shadow. Son, you can't run from your past. Fin Fang Foom. Is this what you wanted? Was Fin Fang Foom? Think so. Hell yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Come on. You got yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Wow. Okay. That was abomination. Yes. And Wong. Oh my gosh. Times are tough after the blip. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, Tom, I don't think that's actually Fin Fang Foom. I think that's the great protector. Yeah, people are unsure or, if it is Fin Fang Foom. Yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, on. it would be awesome. It would be great if it was, but way way to throw that out there. I mean, yeah, still. If it is Fin Fang Foom, amazing. If it isn't, yeah. hey, he's on his way. How about that? We're still getting a dragon. That's right. We're still getting a dragon. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I thought it was um, Fin Fang Foom. Well, I mean, we may have to look that up, but you know how Marvel goes too. It, it, yeah. People jump on it and say it's him. It, it may not. <laughs> yeah. But that I was will abomination. Say, that's for sure. Yes. No, we don't know that's abomination. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, and we get Razor Fist. There's so much mm-hmm. that we could just be speculating on and run our mouths on just from this trailer alone. You're getting. And 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 uh, I think I've mentioned this before. When we go to Marty Poor, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, Madripoor is like the hub for all the you know black black market stuff. And yeah. mm-hmm. I kind of like the concept they took with the Ten Rings. Instead of it being rings on his fingers yeah. for the Mandarin, wow. it's it's power rings that you know just enhance or whatever they do. I mean, still want to be able to see what they use as the explanation for that, but it still looks cool. That means if Shang Chi gets possession of those things, he's going to be unfucking stoppable, mm-hmm. like just unstoppable. So, so Shang Chi's father is the Mandarin, the real Mandarin. Yeah. Are, are they calling? Yeah. Are they even calling him? I don't even think they're calling him the Mandarin. But ultimately, okay. that flag—if I'm not mistaken—that flag was in Iron Man Three, right? Yeah. The, well, and they rocked the Ben Kingsley. Yeah, that that for sure, and I think even Iron Man one, whatever group it was that kidnapped Tony, they said they were part of the Ten Rings too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Tr- Trevor was just using the name and the flag, pretending pretending to be associated with them. Yeah, I still think that was one of the biggest mess screw ups they ever had. Just yeah, yeah. I like and the I- idea, but they didn't need to call him the Mandarin and link it up. No. But yeah, this is going to be fun, man. I I mean, I get it. A lot of people may not know who Shang-Chi is, but again, I've said it before on this show. When Feige and those guys set out to bring you the C tier, D tier characters, Mm -hmm. they have so much to dig up and just go from. And it all connects in some ways. Those are Stark's enemies. Those are Tony Stark's. uh, He crosses paths. You know, when you're an international arms dealer and a major maker of weapons, you deal with everybody. And in the MCU, they're going to be able to connect that some way, shape, or form. But we get Abomination without having to have the Hulk tied in. Right. I mean, something's up out there. Something's up for them to be able to utilize. Mm. First of all, and it's the same Abomination. It's not. It's it's it's. I don't know if it's Tim Roth, but I do know it's the same looking one from Mm. Incredible Hulk. And yeah, that that's that's it, man. That is. That that right there puts you know the topping on there for me is just to know that we're gonna get these things and we still have She Hulk coming along, which means they can play with everything in the Hulk universe without having Banner there. 
Yeah. And your point of the Feige takes the the D level characters and the C level characters, but those those characters end up becoming A level, top tier characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, yeah. these our future is going to be Shang Chi. Our future is going to be the Eternals. You know what I mean? That those those characters I I, I personally don't know much about are going to be running the show. It off with the Eternals. Yeah, I think they're banking on that though. I think they're banking I, on I the. Think they are, but I, yeah. uh, I think, I think like part of like why they've been so successful is having these like singular identities. Like, uh, well, like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of mixes that up, but I mean, like, no one knew who Black Panther was. No one no. knew who Iron Man was. No, no one knew like how Ant Man is the one where they just they didn't really kind of land it as well as they could have. Yeah, but they've taken characters that have been. C and D list characters and showed people why people bought their comic books for a while now. I'm mm-hmm. more interested in seeing them bring those characters up to aside from the X Men, bringing those characters up and making them awesome. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, me too. Realize why they're cool. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they they got a they have a, a string starting from one end of the room going all the way to the other end of the building, and they just have pinpoints where they're going okay we're going to bring these characters and we're going to bring those characters in i'm really really even after watching loki and hopefully shang chi ant-man and the wasp uh, uh the quantum mania movie uh just all these things i really want to see what type of uh crossover we're going to get and if it's going to be as epic as endgame as infinity war and endgame they're they're building something up here where we're getting just like if you look at the other ones right you got Captain America, then the Avengers came along, then you get uh, this newer batch of Avengers. We're getting Namor, you know what I mean? We're getting like mm-hmm. all these, like we still have Doctor Strange running around. We have the remnants of some of the teams left. And then you get like you, like Randy said, so you get Guardians, which nobody knew. That just came out of nowhere. They just were just like, here you go. Boom. Here's some weird, awesome colors in space. We're going to give you the Nova Corps, which still holds the door open for Nova to show up at some point. Uh, just it's just amazing that they can take all of these things and, and someone is already sitting back there, Feige, everyone else. And they're going, okay, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to either have a nihilist show up or we're going to have King as the ultimate uh, baddie this time. And he's, then they can turn him into a Thanos level threat. You know what I mean? Right. Just, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm sick right now, so I'm not too excited. I can't show my excitement like I want to, lest I uh, he just shit soil myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's not excited. He shit uh, his pants. Right. Shits and giggles. Oh. So embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So Woo. fantastic, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad I waited to watch that. That was really cool. And that leaves us with episode four of Loki. We have two more left, and this one did not disappoint. If you don't want to be spoiled. Please forward until the end. We'll actually just say goodbye uh, yeah. because this is the last thing we're going to talk about. And <laughs> what an episode. My goodness, Randy, what did you think about episode four of Loki? It was single-handedly the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's how I felt. No, like, it, yeah. it was a good ep- it was a good episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good episode. I like it. There was so many uh uh like confirmations, like so many things kind of got answered in the episode. And then obviously I, I I watched it kind of late at night. So I need to hear you guys talk about it to jog my memory on stuff. Yeah. So well, what did you guys think? I, I thought it was phenomenal and how crazy the scenes were when they pruned Owen Wilson. Mo- Morbius. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And also Loki himself. And, uh, and with the mid credit scene, we obviously know that that is he's in another world or another timeline. And I think that's the same thing with Owen Wilson with Morbius. I think he's in another timeline too. I think at the end of this, we're talking to King Tom and I were talking the pre-production meeting that <laughs> w- I have a feeling that we're going to see everybody back into their real timelines. And you're going to see Owen Wilson on a, on a jet ski kicking mm-hmm. ass and having a good time. I don't think you can just kill him off like that in that way, but yeah. things have played out. We, we talked about the wizard of Oz theory last week. I think we talked about it and that's what seems like it's playing out. King Tom, who is the person pulling the strings here? Who's the puppet master? I, you know, at this point, I don't know. I thought it was going to be that one, um, 
the person Owen Wilson reported to. Yeah, the agent. R- Ravona yeah. or Ravana. Ravana. But Ravona, yeah. Ravona. Isn't she tied to Mortis or Kang in the comics? If I'm not mistaken, she's Kang's lover. So oh. all signs point to Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a feeling she's tied up in the, it, and maybe it was that. But yeah, I mean, I was happily satisfied when we saw the robot head pop off and crushed when Owen Wilson and um, or Mo- Mobius and Loki, you know, bought it. Um, but it was a great episode. And just to see the cha- the evolution that Loki went through just within the one episode. And then, you know, the, the, the mid credit scene or whatever, you don't, you don't get Richard E. Grant wearing a stupid helmet for 10 <laughs> seconds. That's right. That's exactly right. And he's, cool the OG, he's the OG. He's the OG Loki. That's the, the Loki, man. That is the yeah. Loki that appears on the cover of the Avengers first issue. That is so, so rad. I mentioned in our reaction video, we even got the old school, like uh, off yeah. the, 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 the horns that are a little skewed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like yeah. that alone. And uh, we got the crocodile Loki, which if I'm not mistaken, means we just might, maybe we won't, but that means there's frog Thor. Oh, Rock <laughs> Thor. frog Thor may be out there. So there is a storyline where Thor has to give his powers to a frog and him and the frog go and kick some ass in their version of Asgard. So that's so cool. Uh, but what what I noticed in the episode was that um, so the timekeepers had that just that look like King, like King's yeah. actual full look. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing about King, if I'm not mistaken, and, and I only know some here and there, but he's all over the place. King mm-hmm. is a different person from the beginning. And then something happens in his timeline or something happens. He has to go save or, or basically what it is, is all he's been doing is time hopping to figure out a way to defeat or to even prevent the catastrophe that kills him and his family off uh-huh. or to defeat the Avengers from being that Nexus event. And that's it how he, it's always been. He's one of the Richards, like distant. Yes. Not. Not ancestors, but the opposite of ancestors. Well, no, yeah, that too. So he's he's at, at any given timeline, he's related to Reed Richards, or he's a totally different. You know, he could be Molecule Man, or he could be uh, Immortus uh, Ramatut. Immortus, yeah, he could be anyone. And then you figure out, oh shit, this is King, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've been trying to do this, and then he shows up later, and you're just like, look at this guy. He's and yeah, this but all they, these shows they, just can't come in fast enough for me. Yeah. And they did one storyline where like one Kang tricked all of the others throughout all the different divergent timelines to kill them all. And so there is one left and this kind of seems like it it grew out of that. You know, Mm. this storyline they're doing right now, you can't you can tie back elements to comics, but you can't tie back the story because this is all new. But if you're going with like one trying to kill all the variants, that's I guess the closest you can get to. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one wasn't his name wasn't Big Daddy King, was it? <laughs> no, Big Daddy King. Hey, but if Jonathan Majors wants to do it, man, and get the little three cuts in his eyebrows, right. hell yeah, dude, that would be a dope <laughs> king. You show up with the, the flat shit. top, yeah, flat top that. with the part <laughs> yeah. and then the three eyebrows, the three, uh, the three stripes in the, the eyebrows. Big Daddy King. Somebody's going to do that. If somebody made Thanos uh, as Biggie, somebody's going to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Gang. Yeah. Hey, oh, Boo, you heard them say, uh, I'll get your take on the episode, but you heard, you all heard them say that we've had Titans in here. We've had vampires. Kree, in here. Yeah. Does that, the Kree in here, does that open it up pretty much for Blade? Is that what that means? Yeah. Maybe even Morbius, maybe even Dracula. Yeah. You got to remember, yeah. he's, an, yeah. old, he's, he's old an old world villain or an old right. world character. And they've had all kinds of variants, you know, that, that from what this is showing. And, and I'm wondering, did they go get Sylvie to be to make her a weapon to have a Loki in their ranks to be able to do to counter any Lokis out there? Because that's what it looks like. They went and they swooped her to try yeah. to turn her into a, a weapon, a TVA agent. And oh. she escapes and just goes on this thing because she's crafty. Well, do they take her to be a TVA agent? Because she was up on the stand. I mean, she was she was being prosecuted. Well, we don't know the process, though, but we do yeah. know that everybody's a variant. So we don't know if they go, OK, you're going to be pruned and they stick her in a room, okay. mind wiper. And then all of a sudden they just train her and grow, have her grow up and become uh, an, an agent. 
I get it. That was I mean, cool too. Like essentially, that's essentially what they did with Loki at the beginning of the season. They're like, mm. we're either gonna kill you or we're gonna pretend like we don't want you to work with us, but you're working with us. Right. That's true. So, that's probably exactly yeah. what was happening. What I agree with Liz. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh no, I I thought it was a good episode. Uh probably yeah, w- one of the one of the top episodes so far. What is it? The Tom Middleton's a great actor. He's a great actor. I I felt because I what is it? I saw the AMC show, uh, The Night Manager. Oh yeah, I highly recommend that. Yeah, he's that's even that's even better acting from him. And and I got I got callbacks that I'm like, fuck, he's a good actor. Well, he got he got Bond interest because yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, highly recommend that show if you like Tom Middleton. Now you know showing more than just being the regular Loki that you think and this kind of Loki where he has emotion and he feels things and he feels sorry and he talks about himself. Watch that. Um, yeah, no. What is it? The, you, th- this whole episode felt like a journey. You start from them. Oh, they're going to die to oh they're captured. Oh, to now they have a shot. Now this is going on. Just so much stuff is mm-hmm. happening. And you're just like, Holy shit. It felt like it, like an hour and a half episode in 40 minutes. It was great. Yeah. They pack it in pretty yeah. well. It was well, great. I just remember, um, it was cool to see uh, what's her face back. Oh yeah. Sith, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, knocking him in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> like I, he was like brutally missing from like the other movies. I was like, oh, what happened to her, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, cool was really cool. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. She was busy growing her hair back. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, but great episode. And then the ending where Loki gets pruned and you, you know, something else is going to go on and stuff like that, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting seeing Sylvie being on her own and Loki, wherever he is on his own, trying to come back to actually finish this in a couple episodes. So that should be awesome. Owen Wilson getting pruned. That sucks. I was kind of hoping it would be more of like a lighter moment because they already said he's not going to say, wow. Oh, they said that. They already said they might be might be fucking he with said us. Ow, I think this time. Did he say ow? I think Les said that he said ow. Oh no, he said ouch. 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 Yeah. Ouch. I was really hoping they were lying and right as he gets prone to be like, wow. You know, like, maybe, maybe, it. maybe we'll get the wow when he's riding on that jet ski. I yeah, I uh, hope so. That would I be hope rad. so. Yeah. That'd yeah. Really so cool. that, that that was my one thing. Right as he's like when she's like prune him, I was like, is he is he gonna say it? Be like, wow. No, it, it was interesting though. When Loki was talking trash on him, he was pretty much talking trash on Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, so no, great episode. Can't wait for more. The fact that it's only two more episodes blows my mind. I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of stuff that's got to go on. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm super looking forward to it. Can't wait. We're gonna be in Hawaii. Um, we're, we're gonna try to figure something out. We got to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to figure something out. Uh, Les is gone again, so he must have had to take another shit. Oh man. Looks like. Shits and giggles. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. I know it was a clusterfuck of an episode, but we're not feeling well, majority of us. But catch us next week on our bonus episode while we're in Hawaii. It'll be fun because you might humble brag there. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no. no. (laughs) If the COVID test cleared, uh, we'll find out by tomorrow. But thanks again for checking us out. Mr. Randy, I know you love to put out your social media and therefore we won't do it. But thank you so much again for coming on. Appreciate you. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Get tested. <laughs> Get tested. Get tested. King folks. Tom, let the people know where they can find you. You can find me keeping my lunch down at Tom Chansky at Twitter <laughs> on Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Bad Motivators, and Steel Wars. Mr. Carlos Borgueo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me sweating bullets being in this house with all this fucking, uh, all this uh, stomach problems going on. So hopefully I'm I'm okay. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Nice. And you can find Les Gonzalez on the toilet. On the, on toilet. the toilet. He is on the toilet, but he's also um, Les is more yes, 78 sir. on the Twitter dial. And you can check him out on our YouTube channel as well as me on our YouTube channel doing some breakdowns and reactions to everything in pop culture. Check me out at the Sith List. And for everyone else, we will catch you not next week. That's our bonus episode, but the week after that on episode number 258 of The Sit List.